In ancient Athens, philosophers went to the Agora to listen to conversations that inspired and shaped their perceptions. Welcome to the modern day Agora for marketing leaders. Welcome to CMO Combo. Sustainability is imperative for society and the burden is on brands to do the right thing. But it's more than just putting eco-friendly messaging in your company values and posting on social media on Earth Day. Sustainability is a company-wide strategy and one that requires you to work hard on internal alignment before you even think about mentioning it externally. That's the perspective of Joanna Bauman, CMO of Pubmatic, and she's with us to share why it's so important to get your house in order for sustainability to work and why it's down to CMOs to drive those initiatives forwards. Hi, Joanna. Welcome to CMO Convo. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And even better to be having this conversation with you today because it's, it's on a topic that near and dear to my heart is what I've wanted to cover on the show for a long time. We just haven't had the opportunity and that's sustainability in CMO's roles and pushing forward CMO initiatives. Um, particularly, we're going to be looking at sort of the interior measures that need to be taken by CMOs to really push these kinds of initiatives forward. But before we start digging into all that really, really important stuff, Johanna, I'm, I'm not saying this next session isn't important or anything, but maybe you could introduce yourselves to the audience and tell us why you want us to talk about this topic in particular today. Sure. Well, I'm Joanna Balvin. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at Pubmatic. We're an advertising technology company. Um, been around since 2016 and kind of really been at the forefront of digital advertising and the media ecosystem. Um, but before I started my kind of CMO journey and my marketing um, path, I actually started my career in the nonprofit world. So out of college, I did AmeriCorps, which is kind of the U.S. domestic equivalent of the Peace Corps, working for smaller nonprofits across the U.S. Um, I did that based in New York and really got involved in kind of social causes as a core driver of kind of my career and tapping into my passions. I worked at a number of different organizations, um, including the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, where I kind of got introduced to the tech world, which was new to me, um, and then transitioned into a marketing career. I went and got my MBA with a focus on kind of social and business alignment and ended up getting into a product marketing path. Um, so went kind of pivoted careers fully into the tech space and really fell in love with marketing, with the storytelling, with the customer alignment, and with really helping businesses figure out how to best represent their brands and tell tell those stories in ways that were both authentic and impactful. So I actually took over as CMO of Pumatic in November of 2019. I had just come back from my second maternity leave and nothing like getting thrown into your first uh, C-level role and then having a global pandemic hit immediately thereafter, kind of pivoting an um, entire company to a new way of operating, a new way of dealing with our customers, dealing with our employees. Um, then we quickly had our IPO. We went public in December of 2020. So kind of my career path, particularly most recently in my current role, has taught me to never shy away from a challenge, to be comfortable with change, comfortable with kind of the unknown. And the topic that we're going to be talking about today is, I think, one of the biggest challenges that the world, society, and kind of my industry um, faces, and that's sustainability. And I think one of the reasons that this is an important topic for me and for marketers and CMOs is because it's core to our story. It's core to our narrative. It's what our customers care about. It's what consumers care about. 
And so we need to be really focusing on the aspects of our narrative, the aspects of our differentiation that are most relevant to the audiences that we're talking to. I think in the last couple of years, this idea of corporate responsibility has really kind of hit a fever pitch. I think in 2020, following the murder of George Floyd, the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, we really started to hear about diversity, equity, and inclusion around these kind of social elements to business became more important and more part of the corporate dialogue and corporate narrative. And that has just continued to evolve and continue to increase. And I think 2022, last year, was really the year that it started to move from kind of ideas into action. And particularly with sustainability, it was a topic that was kind of at Can Lions. So that is kind of the big global event in, in my world um, where there were activists storming the beach and kind of getting a lot of the media attention uh, away from the, the tech and the advertising space and really tying a lot of those social causes to the corporate dialogue and the corporate narrative that we're all focused on kind of telling and supporting as, as marketers. And so now we're at a point where there's so much energy, there's so much interest, there's so much activity happening around sustainability, around these other aspects of kind of corporate responsibility. But a lot of people that I talk to don't really know how to translate that into action, like where to start and what to actually do. So that's what I'm excited to, to talk about and to dig into today. Fantastic. Very much looking forward to it. Let's let's start at the top, I suppose. Let's Let's start talking about the role that CMOs need to play in terms of these sustainability initiatives, because it's got to be a company-wide and organization-wide initiative. It's got to be something that fits across all parts of the business. Why is it CMOs? Why is it the marketing department that have to I don't, I shoulder the burden? Is that way of putting it? Um, why, why do they need to be the driving force behind this? Yeah, well, I think shoulder the burden is one way of framing it. I think a lot of times we're the ones that raise our hands to to dig in when there's not an established organization or resource within a company to tackle some of these issues. And I think there's a number of reasons that that I've at least found that that's the case. I think one is marketers, I've found, are inherently more empathetic. Our job is to translate what we're doing as a business into a way that our customers care about. So our mindset is always on someone else, on what our audiences are thinking, feeling, needing. And so I think that perspective really allows us to take a unique view of kind of how social responsibility and corporate responsibility play in an organization, um, especially right now when our customers are asking us for it. So this is something that is top of mind of our audiences. Our sales teams are getting asked about it in sales meetings. Our kind of executive team is getting asked about it sometimes in investor conversations. And so it's something that is bubbling up in a lot of different avenues, but the way that we are able to talk about it really just comes down to our narrative. What is unique that we are able to say? What perspective and frame of reference can we add to the conversation while still being authentic and true to kind of who we are, what we're doing, and not put any spin on something that that doesn't exist? And so I think that's that's the the balance that we need to we need to take in this exercise. But really, it comes down to storytelling. I think that's a, a big part of it. Understanding what is truth, what is actually happening within an organization, and then how do you translate that into a story and a, a narrative that we want to tell? And a lot of times, 
that exercise, that activity of doing so is going to uncover some of those gaps that you need to, to solve in your business. What are we actually doing? How are we able to measure our carbon impact? All of these things are questions that we didn't even know to ask before we started the exercise. And so I think taking that kind of external mindset, that data-driven mindset that a lot of CMOs bring to the table, kind of the, the data-driven analysis into how we make decisions, that's resulting in, in us raising our hands and saying, well, we'll tackle this, we'll take it on. So that makes a lot of sense. I'm just going to play a little bit of devil's advocate. Sure. Yeah, Johanna. Johanna um, is there a danger, though, if we put most of the the burden on the marketing department, they'll be seen as purely a marketing tactic. Like you hear all these stories, you see all this stuff in the news about companies that are greenwashing, that are presenting sustainability as a marketing tactic rather than actual business initiative. Like how do you get around that if the CMO is the one in charge of that? You need to be authentic and you need to be true. And so I think not every marketer is able to raise their hand and take it on and say, I want to tell this story. I think that's why it's the CMO level more than it is kind of a director level or a marketer in general. You need to have that business perspective. You need to really be able to make the connections with all of the different um, stakeholders across an organization to dig in, to ask the hard questions, to understand the business impact and the investments that are going to be necessary to move the needle. And all of that needs to be done before you do any external marketing. It all needs to be figured out first. And so I think there's there's that point of the marketer raising their hand, saying, I want to tackle this, I care about it, but you can't talk about it publicly until you do the hard work internally. And that's a, a big a big point that's really important. Definitely, definitely. Especially since a lot of the consumers, a lot of the public out there, particularly ones who care a lot about sustainability, they're able to do the work and find out if you are walking the walk when it comes to this. Like You can't just put like, oh, sustainability is in our DNA in your company values and stuff, they're going to dig around and find out. It's not just within your own organization. They're going to find out about who you're partnering with, partnering with, how you're doing business in other parts of the world as well. So it's all a big, huge ecosystem that you need to be aware of in terms of how sustainable, sustainable initiatives are put forward in your company. Let's talk about internal alignment. Let's talk about the CMO's role in getting other stakeholders on side because one of the recurring themes on the show is that CMOs often have a lot of trouble with C-suite alignment. And that's just when it comes to their, their business objectives, when it comes to getting marketing and sales working together properly. It's got to be incredibly difficult when it comes to this kind of broad sweeping, potentially contentious idea. Not everyone is on board with sustainability. You might have to deal with that kind of stuff within your own business. So how should CMOs be approaching these conversations with stakeholders? What should they be prioritizing to get them on side? Yeah, you're right. This needs to be an all hands on deck type of effort. It is not something that one function or one role can drive. Um, I found that, at least within my company, people are on board. Like sustainability is something that we all know is important. We all see that there is kind of societal value, societal benefit, commercial benefit, uh, particularly in our line of business where our customers are asking for it. I think the the question comes into play of how much investment should we really be making against this initiative, particularly in the current economic environment, right? So budgets are, are a little bit more constrained than maybe they have been in the past. And you really need to prioritize any investments that you make, both in terms of short-term kind of 
financial impact and benefit and also kind of long-term differentiation uh, share gain potential. And so that is, I think, where where it's really important to anchor the conversation and make sure that you're going in with the relevant data points. So that can include kind of external market data. One thing that we did was first level set. We, we realized that we couldn't be having the conversations that we needed to have internally because we were all speaking a different language. It's a, it's a complicated field. There's net zero, there's carbon neutral, there's all of these different ways of talking about sustainability that are very technical and very nuanced. And so our first step was, let's get everyone on the same page. We brought in an external consultant, someone who had experience in the field of sustainability, experience in our industry specifically, and had a key stakeholder workshop that included our CEO, lots of members of our C-suite, including finance and legal. It included commercial leadership, included our data center and engineering and IT teams, included marketing, included all of the different um, aspects of our company who would have a hand in actually implementing any types of initiatives that we we proposed and we decided to move forward with. And so we had to really get that that benchmark in place and then shared understanding and shared alignment of both what is the starting point and where are we trying to go and make sure that we were all on that journey together. So that was a really important first step. And then it requires um, kind of all of the relevant data to make smart, sound business decisions, a real true understanding of what is the actual financial implication of undergoing these investments. What does it cost to do a full comprehensive carbon footprint analysis? What would it cost to make any adjustments that we would need to make to our, our data center and IT infrastructure that is needed to kind of achieve some of these goals? But also, what is the commercial opportunity? So really looking at and having conversations with our customers to understand how might their business decisions change if we decide to kind of go down this journey of sustainability and really make this a priority for our business. I think there's a data point that almost two-thirds of B2B buyers are willing to pay more for kind of purpose-driven companies. And so there's a tremendous business opportunity by investing in this. And you just need to get those numbers right and make sure that you're really well aligned with your CFO and your executive leadership team so that you all are working towards the same objective and the same goal. That, that, that's really interesting, that, that data point about the B2B buyers. Um, you hear a lot about socially conscious or sustainability conscious um, values driven buying when it comes to the B2C world, but not so much in the B2B world. Is there, is there a reason we don't hear about these kinds of stats as much, do you think, Jana? Or is it just simple, like it's not a priority for most businesses? I don't know why we don't hear about these stats as much. I think it's sometimes harder to to call these data points and to run these surveys. I think a lot of times kind of consumer sentiment is something that we we think of on a personal level. Um, but it's also important to remember that the B2B buyer is also a human. It's also someone that has passion, that cares about kind of societal uh, causes and, and needs and are making decisions and prioritizing the partners that they want to work with based on relationships, based on shared vision and shared passion. And so while we think about sometimes this kind of cold world of pure data-driven B2B decision-making, it all comes down to people. 
And so being able to kind of make those connections with your customers and work on initiatives together to support one another, to learn from one another, those all come into play. And so I think that there's a lot of aspects of the B2B customer relationship that we don't always think about as much as we should. I suppose as well, if if a company is looking to promote their own sustainability initiatives as well, they need to take a look at the other businesses they're doing business with, um, for lack of a better term. Like they're going to prioritize working and partnering with people who are doing their own sustainable work. As I said before, people will find out if you are partnering with people who aren't sustainable, if you're claiming to be sustainable. They, like Greenwashing can be absolutely devastating for a brand and the message it's trying to present. So that does make a lot of sense. But it's, uh, yeah, it's just weird. Like I haven't seen stats like that floating around. You'd think you would see more of it. Um, but And I think we will start seeing more of it now that Kind of these these discussions and these um, kind of corporate responsibility initiatives are becoming much more prevalent and much more talked about. I think we're going to start seeing more research projects that come out and studies that come out speaking about the alignment of this, both to the the B two C kind of world as well as the B two B world. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to. It. Hopefully, we do see more of it. Me um, too. Circling back to the the education process that you took. What was the sort of time scale for that? Like, how long was this process before you even started disseminating this throughout the rest of the business? Um, it took about about six months, uh, maybe nine months. I think we started to really dig in and try and uncover what we were doing, what was happening at our organization. Because where we had started when I really got involved in in this work at Pubmatic was there was a lot happening around the organization, but it wasn't coordinated and we didn't have kind of good cross-departmental collaboration. So our infrastructure and IT team, one of the things that's unique about Pomatic is we own and operate our own infrastructure. We're an infrastructure rich business of digital advertising and all of the transactions that go into that. So about 90% of our um, carbon impact or energy usage is through our data centers. And so that was the first place that we looked at what is actually happening. And we learned that our data centers were run exclusively on renewable energy. That was an effort that our IT and data center teams had taken a few years back working on that transition. Obviously, there's a kind of sustainability benefit, a societal benefit, also financial benefit and looking at kind of long-term risk assessment of, of technology. So there's a lot of factors that, that come into play. But we realized like that is huge. That is a massive accomplishment that we didn't even really know about internally. And so there are ways that we can start pulling some of these different things that we had done, um, start sharing that information internally, get our employees excited, start being able to to speak about the achievements that we've had externally, uh, both with customers and to the market at large. But then also realizing that we we couldn't use that as a launch pad to tell this big lofty story about our sustainability journey when we needed a lot more work to go into uncovering it. And so we're lucky that we've kind of partnered with an organization called AdNet Zero. They're an industry body based in the UK, uh, but now operating globally, that is focused on the advertising industry and helping kind of transition our industry towards a net zero target. And so we've been actively involved in their organization and we use them as a partner to learn from. Who could we, who should we be working with? Who should we be talking to? 
And then we identified some contacts of consultants that were in our space that understood kind of both our business, our customers, and also where where the industry was going. And so we brought brought them in and had a dual focus on both one, internal education. So that's what I talked about before. Stakeholder workshop, that was the first step that we took. And then building off of that, we started to do a kind of carbon footprint analysis. So let's expand the scope beyond our data centers and look at the entire world of our operations. We started looking at our UK business as a, as a pilot and conducted that carbon footprint analysis that we concluded last year and are now in the process of trying to scale that out globally to really understand our, our baseline. So what is the carbon impact of our business operations? And from there, we can start working towards setting kind of quantifiable goals for reducing our impact. It sounds like that's a really interesting exercise just in terms of see what, what you're doing well as well, rather than just like what where you're, fa- where you're falling behind. Mm-hmm. Like that, that carbon neutral um, service, that's, that's very impressive. You weren't even aware of it. That is something that you could have been crowing about for, for years and now you've only just found this out. So it sounds like a useful exercise just from that perspective um, before we even get into rolling out newer initiatives and stuff like that. Were, were there anything... Were there any other surprises that came up that you were able to share with us? Like any other things that surprised you that you needed to focus on when it comes to these kinds of initiatives? I think the the biggest thing was just getting over the fear and the intimidation of the scope of the issue and of the challenges that exist around sustainability. It is complicated and it is a huge problem, right? It's something that the entire world is focused on. We've got kind of the leaders of all of um, kind of the developing nations and kind of a Davos, it is a topic of conversation. And so sometimes as someone with limited background and experience in education in this field, it can be very intimidating to get started. And I think that was the biggest hurdle that I faced and that I know many um, of my peers both in my company and outside who've been focused on this work have faced it's like it is scary to get started and it is terrifying that you might kind of risk doing something wrong um but i think the thing that i learned is that you can't let that hinder progress like there is such a big need there's so much work to be done and any incremental movement in the right direction is going to have an impact and so you can't be paralyzed by not having all of the information because even a lot of experts in this space don't have all of the information and it's constantly evolving and we're all learning. And so I think by taking that approach of just raising your hand as a as a student again and saying, I'm here to learn, I don't want to do before I, I know and using that as a priority, I think that is a really important thing to focus on. And so as a marketer, sometimes it, it's hard to not tell that story externally, right? Um, especially when you learn exciting things that you're doing or, or achievements that you've made that you didn't know about. You can't start telling the story until you really do the work internally and educate yourself, educate your teams, and really identify kind of what is that path that you want to be on and surround yourself with with people, with resources that are going to help you improve and stay on track and be authentic and kind of true to reality. Definitely, definitely. Let, let's talk about educating the teams like how did that process go was it like a series of workshops or was it just like a big banner unfurled saying we're sustainable now get used to it like how, how did it go it was more of the more of the former um and it was varied 
So we had two members of our organization based in the UK who did a course on sustainability. And so kind of we invested in some of our people who raised their hands that they wanted to really be leaders in this area and kind of sponsored their education and then allowed them to help then disseminate all of that insight, that intel, that that learning that they've had to a wider group um, that were kind of committed to sustainability as a, as a focus and a priority. Um, I mentioned we had the stakeholder workshop. And so everyone that was kind of even touching sustainability in various aspects were involved in that initial kickoff. And so that also allowed for that alignment at the most senior levels with our CEO or CFO, chief commercial officer, um, a number of our kind of key leadership team was was present. And so we're all aligned on both kind of what the baseline is and what what the need is and what investment levels are going to be required to get where we need to go. So we had that connection first. And then we've now implemented a kind of sustainability task force. So representation from a lot of the different groups across um, the company that touch sustainability initiatives, whether it's from an IT and data center standpoint, a product development standpoint, a commercial standpoint, and our, our sales and um, customer success teams. And so we now meet regularly to share information, to share learnings, to share insights, and make sure that we're all aligned on the path that we're taking and where we're going. And in terms of where you're going, how far in the future are you looking with this initiative? How how far forwards are you looking in terms of this? Like, do you have an ultimate goal in sight? Do you know when that's going to be achieved or is it just an ongoing process? So I thought that we were going to be able to set that that goal right away. It was like, that's that's going to be winning. Because I think from someone that is new to this world, you see the press releases and the announcements that other companies make, their um, kind of sustainability reports that all have these kind of year-based targets. Um, and so a big part of this is also the learning curve, right? So I was intending to do that and to be able to announce that. And then through the process of working with consultants, of really understanding our carbon footprint, realized we need to understand our, our benchmark and we can't set targets unless we are able to, at the same time, implement initiatives to kind of achieve those targets. And so it all needs to be packaged together and you can't do one without the other or else you're just going to be putting numbers out there without any real strategy and no way to keep yourselves accountable towards achieving those goals and making kind of measurable and incremental progress against them. And so that, that was surprising to me, right? Um, but it was important that we're doing this the right way and that we are ensuring that the way that we build our strategies are sustainable in and of themselves, that we are able to continue to make progress and to actually achieve the goals that we're stating. It can't be just a marketing ploy. It needs to be a strategic business decision. Definitely, definitely. So once you've got your house in order, when did you know you were ready to start sharing these initiatives publicly? Like, when is it, when is the right time to be able to say like we are a sustainable business or we're, we're working towards sustainability is probably a better way of putting it. So when you have commitment and alignment at the senior levels of the organization that this is a priority and this is a focus area, that is when we did our, our big internal rollout. And so this year at our global sales kickoff, we shared with our internal employee base what we are focused on and what we are committing to as a business. 
but we haven't made public announcements about that yet. We want to make sure that anything that we state publicly is tied to an actual plan for achieving those goals. And so that is what we're working on currently. We're still in that internal process of of measurement and of goal setting. And once we align on that and have some of those strategies in place, that is when we'll do some public announcement. And that that, that makes perfect sense to me as well. If, if any any topic requires you to to measure twice, cut once kind of thing, it's definitely when it comes to sustainability. As I said, uh, like there's so many different pitfalls that you could fall into that could cause this entire thing to to collapse. So yeah, makes perfect sense. So what is the next step? What is it you're working on now? If you're if you're able to share that that information at all, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be great to know where things are going. So we are now working on expanding our carbon footprint analysis globally. So to really look across our entire business and understand um, the impact that that we have from our own business operations. At the same time, I mentioned that our customers care about sustainability, both in terms of the partners that they work with. So that's where it comes into play of our own operational sustainability and our benchmarks that we are setting for ourselves as a business. But also, they want to be able to operate in sustainable ways. And so we, as a facilitator of kind of online advertising and making connections and a high kind of data intensive business, we're also looking at kind of product development enhancements that we can make. How can we make sure that we are offering our customers kind of sustainable products? And so more efficient ways of doing advertising that are less kind of data intensive. And so that is a kind of parallel path that we are we are taking um, to really help our customers on their sustainability journeys. You mentioned kind of has a lot of companies are looking kind of downstream. That's what's referred to now as scope three carbon emissions. So not just the impact of their own business, which is the first step that any company should really be looking at, but also what are those downstream impacts? And so we are able to help our customers look at look at that as well. So that's a, a dual path that we're focused on. Awesome. Awesome. It sounds very impressive and I'm very excited to see how things go over the next few years, Joanna. Um, as I said at the top of the episode, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And I know it's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts out there. As you said, your customers are interested, the public are interested. Um, maybe just to wrap things up, Joanna, like, are there any key lessons that you learned from this process that you'd want to share with the CMOs? It can be stuff that you've mentioned already, like maybe just to wrap everything together. Yeah, I think one is... Don't wait. It can be intimidating. It can be overwhelming. It's a very kind of high stakes challenge. But in order to like make progress against sustainability goals as a society, we all just need to be moving in the right direction. So don't let perfection get in the way of progress. Just make some steps to do and operate in more sustainable ways. Um, Invest in education, invest in learning. It's an ongoing and never-ending process, and it is going to help anyone that's interested in this field, especially those that don't have a background in it, continue to get better and continue to be able to then not only implement programs and start kind of developing their own strategies, but also serve as a, a resource for your entire company. Learn for yourself and then disseminate that information to others. And then I think lastly connect with peers. Find other people in your industry, in your field, in your network 
that are doing this work and share information and best practices. This should not be an area where we are each trying to kind of hold the value close to the chest and use it as a way to kind of bolster our own business performance. This is something that we as society all need to be working on together and collaboration is going to be the best way to kind of really take those big leaps forward that we need to make in order to kind of have meaningful change. And so while you're doing those incremental steps, taking those those baby steps just to move forward, be still thinking about what are those big leap opportunities that you can make together as an industry, as a network, as a um, a society. And so I think those are my big takeaways. Those are some great lessons, Joanna. Um, this has been an absolutely fantastic conversation. Um, really, really interesting. I'm sure it's been very interesting to the rest of our audience as well. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. And thank you to our audience as well. I know this is a topic that's important to a lot of you, so I hope you found it useful. Um, We'll be back soon with some more CMO Combos. Like what you heard from this CMO Combo? Make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a rating so the whole world knows how great it was.